from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, more changes to approved conditions for a new KFC in Goodna on the site of historic Carroll House. Hear what's being asked by the applicant and council's decision from the March round of committee meetings. It's Monday, March 13, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. In September 2022, Ipswich City Council approved a new fast food store at 16 Queen Street, Goodna. Eleven changes have since been requested by the applicant and the issue returned to Ipswich City Council's Growth, Infrastructure and Waste Committee on March 9. It's not unusual for applicants to seek changes after an initial approval. The original approval was somewhat controversial with the removal of Carroll House to another character zone within Ipswich. Senior Council Officer Anthony Bowles gave the committee this summary of what was being asked of councillors. So the request relates to the approval that was issued. Um, One of the steps in the the process under the Planning Act is an applicant can make a request to change an approval and Mm -hmm. make what's called change representations. Under the um, previous act, it was called a negotiated decision notice. Um, That's probably a more common term and, and frequently still used as shorthand for this step of the process. Um, It's an opportunity for the applicant to make changes to conditions or request changes to conditions or tweaks and things like that. Um, And what happens is um, this decision notice, depending on how the councillor decides to um, make the application um, changed, uh, replaces the decision notice, but it doesn't replace the fact that the um, decision has been made and the application has been approved. Mayor Theresa Harding wanted clarification. And it's my understanding that this has come to the council because the original approval came from council. That's correct. correct. That's why it's come through. Uh, May I just ask, I'm just looking at page, was it 101 of 156? Just that summary table Mm -hmm. with the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11 changes. I just, do anyone, any, does anyone have any questions on any of those changes that are being recommended? Are you satisfied what was in the documentation? With no further questions from councillors, the Mayor put it to the vote. So I'll move that the Growth Infrastructure and Waste Committee resolve to approve in part the representations to change development application number 6610-2022-MCU. Subject conditions as contained in attachment one of this report. Do I have a seconder for that? There's no seconder. Well, we can't deal with the matter then, can we? What's odd here is that councillors had the opportunity to ask more questions, but didn't. Instead, deciding to remain silent en masse. Now, why this happened remains unanswered. Councillor Paul Tully then declared he did have something to say. Could I suggest that the matter be adjourned until later in the meeting so that we... uh um, you know, understand the ramifications. I do have something to say on that, um, on, the, on the thing, but um, if there's no seconder, there's no motion to discuss. That, that is correct. Um, but I'd like to speak, ask the relevant council officer any questions. I guess we'll look at adjourning it. Um, we only have one other item, yeah, <laughs> so we'll be back to it. For the purpose of discussion, I'll second. 
Sorry? For the purpose of discussion. I, I note that Councillor Fickner has, for the purpose of discussion, has seconded. Thank you very much. Common sense eventually prevailed when Councillor Fechner seconded the motion. So, far from offering anything to say initially, Councillor Tully then went on to detail his concerns for more than seven minutes. Speaking from prepared notes, here's part of what he had to say. Thank you. Um, there's, there's one particular element that I'm really happy that the officers are not recommending any change, and there's a couple of other minor issues that I do want to discuss mm -hmm. and suggest a couple of changes. That's the one in relation to the... Uh, covered or uncovered waiting bays. This has a, a long history in this city of uh, requiring uh, waiting bays in fast food premises to, to be covered. Now, the, the, the applicant, KFC, is talking about the aesthetics of the building. That was never the intention when this uh, particular provision commenced to be applied to, firstly, it was to the McDonald's store um, at Goodner, and it was a workplace health and safety issue. And that was to ensure that workers there going out into the sun and going out into the rain uh, would be fully covered at all times. So I'm really disappointed that the applicant is still uh, pressing the point um, in relation to uh, this issue being a workplace health and safety issue. And um, I was able to find um, a copy of the uh, Queensland Times still online from the 28th of January 2005 in relation to the McDonald's situation. And it was a seven-year legal stoush that McDonald's fought the council decision from 1998 to require a permanent um, uh, uh, awning over its drive-through. And I note that the local council at the time, I'll just read it because I think it's relevant because to me this is a really important issue that we need to stand up to these multinationals over. It says, now Goodner-based councillor Paul Tully believes he has forced the burger giant to cover up to stop burgers and chips getting drenched in the pink up bays. This company has wasted thousands of shareholders' dollars in fighting this matter. Um, this is a significant victory for junior staff who in the past have been forced to work in the sun and rain and for drivers in Goodner who no longer have to suffer soggy hamburgers with beetroot juice running down their arms. So um, we, we stood by our, our decision at the time and I really believe it and I know the applicant has raised other places and I don't know why that, that condition hasn't been consistently applied but I'd like to thank the staff in, in uh, their recommendation of being very strong on that irrespective of the um, aesthetics of it. Discussion continued with a forensic examination of the conditions on the relocation of the heritage dwelling. Again, Council's senior planning officer, Anthony Bowles. I suppose it might be just worth explaining the sequence of events that led to that request and what has happened in the meantime. Um, so this request was lodged shortly after the original decision was made. Um, at the time, Council hadn't just made a decision on the application to relocate the um, existing property to um, Rosewood. We were still in the process of deciding that. In fact, we were fairly early in the process of that. Um, since then, that has been approved. Um, so in all likelihood, the, the property will um, uh, be relocated to its approved location in the character zone. Um, look, the, the reason why the officers have made the recommendation as, as it's written is um, reflecting the, um, the way the table of assessment is drafted um, which permits uh, the relocation of the property with certain caveats. Um, we did include those extra um, lines in there, but they are part of the um, table of assessment that is contained within a footnote rather than the actual, um, yeah. um, the criteria for determining whether the works is exempt. Um, so 
Given that the approval has been issued to relocate the house to a character zone um, and that, that this request came in before that, that occurred, I think the matter will be dealt with whether the changes are made or, or not. Um, and I, I don't have too much of an issue if it's retained in there as suggested by Councillor Tully. Because um, that, that matter has been progressed and an approval has been issued to deal with that. You can watch the full discussion in the March 9 Growth Infrastructure and Waste Committee on Council's YouTube channel. Ultimately, the item was approved with amendments. Mayor Harding. Okay, any other discussion on this report or the motion? No, in that case, I'll put the matter to the vote. Those in favour, please raise your hand. It's unanimous and carried. Thank you. That's it for this episode. A reminder to check for handy links in the show notes. Go to Ipswich City Council's YouTube channel where you can watch all council and committee meetings live and on demand. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. Or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.